Hi everyone, my name is Sarah and this is Sarah in God's Time. If you are joining for the first time, you haven't really missed much. Last week was my very first uh, message here, devotional. If you are joining for a second time, so glad that you have chosen again to, to come back and visit this this podcast, this devotional time. And I hope that it is meaningful you, for you again this week, as I hope it was for you last week. Uh, to give a short intro here again, shorter than last week, this devotional is for you to ask your questions. So please visit my page and send me a message with the questions that you might have about what the Bible says and why it says it. I would love to explore those questions with you. And today, we are actually going to go into the uh, one of a, another really popular Bible verse. And a lot of the uh, believers that I knew when I first started going to church actually had this verse memorized. It was really, really popular. And for good reason. But there were some questions that came along with it whenever I, whenever I read it and heard it. So we're going to go to John 3.16. Again, really popular. So John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, there were some really good pieces in here. And I'm going to uh, explore those with you. But first... My question for you is, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping in? What are you putting your hope in? Some people put their hope in their jobs. Some people put their hope in their families or their friends. Some put their hope in uh, the income that they have or their home or their company that they're working for. So what is it that you are putting your hope in And what is the best news ever? I know, they seem kind of random. But the hope of believers is found in this passage where it says, For God so loved the world. The greatest news ever is that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So, whenever I was reading this verse, it was... For God so loved the world. Wow, that's great news. God, the creator of all of the universe, of everything that is in existence today, including you and me, loves what he created. And that means that he loves you and me as well. He loves you and me. He loves our families. He loves our friends. Whatever it is that's important to us, he cares about. He wants to hear from us in prayer. He loves us. And this is the genuine love that we talk about in contrast to some of the worldly love that we might hear of or experience in our lives. This is a wonderful thing. And this is the, the uh, hope that we have. That God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And I like this last piece here. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. I, I don't know about you, but I would rather not perish. <laughs> and what's even better here is 
they shall not perish, but instead of perishing, you should have eternal life. That's a wonderful thing. That's wonderful news. And so where is my concern here? The piece that always caused me a little bit of confusion and maybe a little bit of hesitation was that he gave his one and only son, he gave his son to come to earth to to make this not perishing and having eternal life work. And that always kind of caused me some confusion because why didn't he come himself? Why did not why did God not come to earth himself instead of sending his son? I, I had a little bit of confusion with this, and it was hard for me. So because along with this, I was always asking that that question silently. If God is willing to send his only son, his real son, in my view at the time, and if you look at Jesus's life, Jesus had some wonderful things that he that happened to him. He was able to perform miracles. He was able to heal the sick. He brought a dead man back to life. He, I mean, miraculous things. He fed the thousands with just a few loaves and fishes. He walked on water. He cast out demons. All these wonderful, wonderful things that he did for the people that he was around. And yet there's still this other piece that goes along with it. He died the most horrific death known on a cross, even though he was innocent. And for me, that caused a lot of trouble because in the Bible, it talks a lot about God as father. And you can see this in like the creed. Uh, and you can see it in the Bible, uh, in Jesus's prayer, our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. And we believe in God, the Father Almighty. And there's multiple places in the Bible where you can find this family dynamic of God as Father and Jesus as his Son. And also, this desire for God, the Father, to adopt us, all of his creation people, all of his people, to adopt us as sons and daughters of God into the family of believers. And for me, that was really con that was really kind of scary for me because if God the Father was willing to allow all of these hardships for his only son, Jesus, to go through, then what was he going to have me endure in this life? And so that was kind of a hesitation for me. That was something that I struggled with. And I know that this isn't the only thing that people struggle with. A lot of times people I've spoken with have shared stories about how their earthly fathers were not really giving them good examples of what a father should be. And there's been horrible stories about abandonment, about um, just all a number of different kinds of abuses and conditional love. If you do this, then I will love you. Otherwise, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And so there's all of these pieces that go behind the scenes in, in a lot of people's hesitation to trust in God because he is God the Father. And that's, that's really concerning. 
and very sad. But this isn't the truth that we read in the Bible. This conditional love or this hesitation uh, that we are given because of the examples of earthly experiences with earthly fathers. And if you had an earthly father who was wonderful, I am so glad for you. It's, it's really nice whenever you have those men in your life who are able to give you that example in real time, in real life, about what it is that an earthly father should be. They're setting the example and they're following God's way in doing that. And it's wonderful. So I really hope that <laughs> this, this is not how every man is. Actually, my husband, I'm watching my husband with our two young children and he is amazing with our kids. And I love to watch him and his example for what a, what an earthly father can be is just incredible. I love to see this. And there's a number of other men that I've, I've watched and seen how they respond to their children as well. So this is where we are. So the question that I'm going back to is, why would God send his son to experience all the suffering and pain instead of coming to earth himself if he wanted us so badly to be adopted into his family as his children? And I was missing this piece. And I'm so glad that I've, I found it because it really makes a big difference. The piece is, God and Jesus are one. Not in the same sense that me and my husband are married and we become one, but in the sense that they are a part of the Trinity. They are a tri triune God, meaning each one of them is equally God, and they are all three one God. And when I speak of the Trinity, the triune God, I'm speaking of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And actually, one of the things that I was reading more recently is from this book, um, Articles of Faith, What Nazarenes Believe and Why. And you can find that if you are really interested in finding out what Nazarenes specifically believe. But there's multiple uh, people who, other authors that I've read, other books that I've read, who have say, said pretty much the same thing. So to speak to God is to engage in the Trinity. So when we pray, we usually pray our Father, and then at the end we say in Jesus' name. And somewhere in the middle, in most, um, most prayers that are written ahead of time, have something said about the Holy Spirit. And so this is why when we are praying to God the Father, we're praying to the triune God. Now they're not three separate gods, but they are one God. And so... This makes a difference because when God sent his son, he actually did come to earth in Jesus, in the form of, of Jesus. And there's other places in the Bible where you can see uh, when Jesus was baptized, you can see how God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit were all in one place. And you can read that in the Bible. You can find it. Uh, look it up online. Read it in your Bible. It's a great story. I love to read that one too. But this makes a difference because God actually did come. So God the Father is present with us in this world. 
And now we have Jesus as well. And we also have the Holy Spirit. And I hope that you come back next week because next week we're going to be talking about how Jesus is fully God and fully human and what that means for us as believers. So the takeaway today is the takeaway. I hope you think on this and I hope that you look into this, explore what this might mean for you. Pray about this. Look up in your Bible about these stories that I've mentioned God loved us enough to come be with us on earth in all of our troubles. And he is still with us today as the living God. Now, I know that this is very, very, very brief examples and stories about what this is. And this is a much bigger topic I don't think that I would have enough time to talk about all of these things in just one of these little devotional times. My hope is to keep these devotionals at about 20 minutes, uh, no longer than 20 minutes at least, each time unless there is some kind of big special event that I plan on doing later, later. So as of right now, 20 minutes is going to be my my max time for these devotionals, and I hope that that is... Uh, a time that you will be able to take out and listen and hear and get some ideas about where it is that you can find more answers. Also, again, please send me your questions. Again, the thesarahingodstime.com is a place that you can go to send me messages, get in touch with me, ask me your questions so that I can start researching and exploring what answers might be out there for your questions. That is the whole purpose of this podcast is to answer your questions. So thank you again for, for coming and spending some time with me again this week. So grateful for your time. I know that there's lots of other things that you could be doing instead, but I'm grateful for you taking the time to be with me in this, in this moment. And that is all I have. Thank you so much for joining me, and we will see you again next week, 6 o'clock, with the next message. Have a great week, guys.